to know you come with me i'll show you you can find me backstage i'm a party with a nicholas cage girl i want the party you know you got a body like nicholas cage you ain't gotta be scared you ain't gotta be afraid baby it's just you and me alone tonight with nicholas cage Hey, this is Late Night Cage Fight. I'm Cage Fighter Reese here with Cage Fighter Steve and Cage Fighter Sean. It's been a minute since you've heard from us. We all have had a lot of things going on. Um, you know, I don't always know what the future is of this podcast, but with uh, Nick Cage's huge film coming out, right? The unbearable weight of massive talent just around the corner. And then this Reddit AMA that happened last Saturday. I felt the need for us to get something out there. We needed to contribute again to the cage verse. Yeah, so we're here to discuss this awesome Reddit AMA. IGN is saying this is one of the most successful AMAs Reddit has uh, ever done. Um, what does AMA mean? AMA means ask me anything. So essentially it's an interview that they do on Reddit. I just asked you something. I asked you, what does AMA mean? I just answered it. You, no, you told me to ask you. I just asked you. What does it mean? Ask me anything. I, I just this asked is, you this, what is AMA this, this is how... This, this is why we don't... Who's on first? This is why we don't have a lot of content. Over the years, Steve and I have really butt heads over a lot of things, including Nicolas Cage. What'd you call me? What? Steve. Cage, What'd you just call me? Cage Fighter Steve. Did you just call me a butthead? I didn't. You're a butthead. I'm excited to talk Anyways. about this. The way this is going to go down... You guys haven't read through the questions. I'm going to read you the questions, and we're going to do a kind of game show style. I'm going to keep track of points. I'm going to give you each an opportunity to answer the way you think Nick Cage would answer the question. And whoever gets the closest gets a point. If nobody is even in the ballpark, then nobody gets a point. But it's just a little fun game we're going to play. And I basically took 21 of... Uh, the of my favorite questions that were asked in the AMA. And yeah, it's you know, after uh, having read through the AMA now, this interview, I I'm almost convinced that Nick Cage has listened to our podcast. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Uh some of these answers are just they surprise me and I think they'll surprise you guys as well. So that's that's what will make this fun. I don't know if you can hear my kids screaming in the background, but that also will make this podcast a hell of a lot more fun. Well, that's what torture rooms are for. Because Cage has kids. That's what torture rooms are for. That sounds uh, appropriate. So yeah, we should uh, plug, I already did, but we'll mention it again, the unbearable weight of massive talent. That's coming out soon, right? It is. And it got the rather unprecedented 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, right now it's at 97%, according to Google. Unless it's a liar. It's probably a liar. That's still really high. Thursday, April 21st. Next week, guys. Next week, this movie drops right before Kawaii So is Con. this movie supposed to be a... a, a <laughs> That's Honolulu's Is this movie uh, supposed convention. to be a sequel to the, uh, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? I have no idea what that is. Um, Are you... Yeah, I, I, I really don't know how to help you there. Come on, Reese. Yeah, it was a... 
No, it was a it was a TV it was a TV sitcom ran for like four seasons back in 2015, uh, starring Ellie Kemper. But I mean, you guys know me by now. I'm not really a TV guy unless it's unless it's weird or unless everybody hates it. Then I probably no because seen we it. can't get you to watch even those things. That's true. That's true. Um, before we start going through the questions, let's just do a quick kind of status update here with everybody it has been some time since we've made some content still we still want to get content out there in the cage verse this is a, just a great time to do it and we we love that you're out there listening to us but i also have this other band that i joined recently i'm the drummer in this uh video game band called console vgm we play video game music and it's a lot of fun. We basically take retro video game songs and we convert them into like a modern rock type of style. So uh, it's been taking me some time to learn these songs and um, with I'm in it with a great bunch of talented musicians. That's what's new with me. How about you, fellas? Oh, I have just been very busy uh, working. Um, working. And that's about it. Yeah. Uh, doing doing the marketing thing. Uh, Smartbug Media. When you say working, do you mean like you're a working boy? Yeah, I'm. I'm a working or boy. Like- uh, slanging that D. Uh, you know. Great. What's your rates? Well, it's so good to hear from you. It's been a while. It has. I'm glad that our love of Nicolas Cage can bring us all together. Cage Fighter Steve. It always does. Cage Fighter. I know it's kind of a transitional time in your life. I don't know how much you want to share. Um, that makes it sound a lot deeper than what it really is. What do you mean? It's true. I'm, I'm not really going through, like, the transition uh, oh quite my yet. God, um, All right. I'll just say no, it. You I, got uh, a new... I, you had a... Yeah. I have a kid coming here very, very soon. Another, another uh, boy. Um, sometime in the next few weeks. Whoa, 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 uh, that whoa, soon? whoa. Um, well, the, the due date is about six weeks from now, but we're also wow. expecting him to be a little bit early. And uh, turns out, my uh, my mother-in-law has uh, supposedly finally purchased her plane tickets and might actually be coming here mm-hmm. to stay with us for no way. three months. Well, just remember, Steve, next week, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent premieres next Thursday. <laughs> I mean, if your wife goes into labor... Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll, come, that'll, like, that'll be after. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, the labor will we be just want to make sure. It's, she's going to be in labor for more than two hours in a chair, so it's fine. I'll catch the end. Yeah, all right, just just yeah. want to make sure. Yeah. She'll be cool if you, if you leave for... I'm, I'm really only there for the credits anyways. I mean, she's she's the producer. all right let's get into it we got 21 questions from the nicholas cage reddit ama last saturday april 9th you guys ready yeah i'm ready i wish i had a coin so i could do a a coin toss who wants to go first steve you you can go first i will secede okay all right let's do it all right question number one comes from uh username Provocatrixless. They ask, what's the movie quote you hate most when strangers holler it at you in public? 
Not the bees! Did you say not the bees? Yeah. Okay, what do you think, Sean? I was going to say not the bees as well. (laughs) Yeah, he actually answered, I don't have a problem with any of the quotes. I'm glad they remember the movie. I forget that he's actually a nice guy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. You have to... You have to come at it from that yeah, perspective. Yeah, exactly. I have to think of Nick Cage and not as a. Not, I have to think of Nick Cage as a person and not Nick Cage as an actor. Oh, that's tricky. Yes, that's tricky. Okay. Yes. All right. All right. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep. All right. No points. No points for that one. Zero points. Next question comes from Aiden Cues. He said, or she, evening, sir. What movie can you watch over and over and still not get bored? So he actually responded with two movies, and if you, either of you guess um, close enough, you'll get the point. And I'm not going to call on you guys. It's just if you have an answer, just shout it. Well, knowing you think you have an knowing answer. that uh, Nick Nick is kind of a kind of a weeb. Um, yeah, I wonder if he he would say something by like you know like something samurai related like a kurosawa movie or something uh-huh. okay okay you know what keep going with the weeb train of thought if you're close enough i'm gonna give you this point this, this doesn't have to be one of his own movies this is just any movie no not one of his movies any movies yep if it's if it's close enough in the genre you'll get the point yeah just throw some movies out there Sean, okay, popular weeb movie. Just think of one. Throw it at me. Popular weeb movie. Princess Mononoke. Okay, Steve. Popular weeb movie. No hentai or yaoi or whatever tentacle stuff you watch. <laughs> I, was, I was actually going to say Last Samurai sarcastically, but... <laughs> I would, Dude, I would love if he, if he had said Last Samurai. That would be so awesome, but no. It's Nick, so I feel like it needs to be like something kind of more like X-related, you know, something in like that wheelhouse. X-related. Oh, I see. Like the you were saying, like Clamp, Clamp X. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's something in that in that wheelhouse of movies. Okay, so do you want to throw X? Yeah, I'll throw X. All right, I'll tell you this though, Steve. If, If he had chosen X. Like I, I would be Nick. I would be Nick Cage's um, second biggest fan after you, Steve. Yeah, I'm the third right now because Steve's number one, Sean's number two. But I would be number two if he said X. Uh, actually, no. His his movies that he can watch over and over and still not get bored are Apocalypse Now and Spirited Away. Oh, I was so close. So I'm going to give you that That's point, Sean. One. That's a good one. I'm going to give you that point. You said Princess Mononoke. Yeah, I was definitely closer. I was just thinking, like, okay, what are th- what are the most popular Ghibli movies? It's like one of those yeah. two. You know, I secretly believe that Nick has watched the more obscure anime titles and probably likes a lot of them, but he knows the perception if. If he says something like, I don't know, bubblegum crisis or <laughs> yeah, he's just something out there yeah. that nobody knows. Yeah. Right? He, he's not you. He still yeah. likes to um, actually appeal to his fans. Yes. Thank you for that. That dis. 
No, that, 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 I remember. I remember the time that we got stopped in Japan, and you made it a point to just pull out the most uh-huh. obscure Japanese movies that you knew, just to try to troll the people that were interviewing us instead of just answering something that they would probably know. Yes. Yeah, we were we were interviewed in uh, Osaka by the local TV station, Steve and I. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, years ago when I first went to my first time in Japan, I was there. Maybe yeah, I think I was actually right when I got off the plane. Basically, I just arrived and 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 yeah, and they asked us what our favorite movies were or something. You know, kind of like our own little AMA. And then I decided to pull out some Japanese titles. Yeah. Yeah. Bible like, Black. Because wow. it was also They're one like, of those wow, we haven't heard that, that before. Kinda... Bible Black. Yeah. <laughs> I should have said Bible Black. <laughs> I should have said that. Man, I would be so famous. I would I would be yeah. memefied. Yeah, like uh, uh like David's song. Alright. I'm just I'm I'm just a really no, really really Christian. Uh. next question comes from Post Tour. What is your dream role that you have yet to complete? Think, think, uh, literature, specifically fantasy or sci-fi literature, not Ender's Game, Steve. No, but I, I, I feel like it's similar to that. I feel like it would mm-hmm. be kind of like a, like a space explorer kind of deal, like a, like a Star Trek and, and, uh, like a Star Trek kind of deal. Um, uh, yeah. Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your answer, Cowboy Bebop? <laughs> no, it, it, but it's definitely like Space Explorer. I just, uh, uh-huh. yeah, I, yeah, kind of. You're on the right but, track, but more, but more. I guess maybe more like superhero esque Space Explorer. I don't no, know. more, more classic literature. All classic literature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this comes from the past. This is definitely an answer that you would give to a room of uh, English majors. Well, yeah, there's where my problem comes in. Have you heard my my command of the English language? Just uh, say something, man. Beowulf, I, I don't space, know. I don't know any classic literature. That's why I said space <laughs> okay. explorer. Any guesses, Sean? I'm try- I'm having trouble trying to think of like a classical sci-fi. Yeah. All right. Story. All right. I'll give it to you. I'll like just give it to you. Dune. No, he said I would like to play Jules Verne's. Captain Nemo, because of the character's love of the ocean, I share that with him. That's from uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. That's the opposite direction of space. No, but... No, but it is, quite literally. Okay. Well, Jules Verne wrote some kind of space stuff. Whatever. <laughs> I don't think I ever would have guessed that. No. Yeah. All right. Well, this is definitely one for Sean. This comes from username Benny Williams. He asked, or she, one of your most fascinating performances to me was as Big Daddy in Kick-Ass. When you were crafting that performance, was Adam West the biggest inspiration for your superhero persona, or were there other sources you felt you drew more heavily from? Thank you and have a great day. How do you think he reacted to that? What would I mean, Luke other sources say? for sure. He's uh, he's a big uh, comic book fan, um, and yeah. he has been all along. Um, so I would say that he yeah. he pulled a lot of his influences from um, a lot of more uh, comic bo- more comic book sources. I guess that, uh-huh. that's what I would think. I, f- okay. I feel like all I right. feel like he would have said he like 
pulled inspiration from like Dark Knight Returns or something like that? Well, actually, what he says is he would give it all to Adam West. He said, I grew up watching him on the 60s Batman show, and he is where it begins and where it ends as Big Daddy. I met Adam West once, and I said, quote, did you see I was channeling you? And he said, quote, I saw you try to channel me. That was kind of a, a wholesome answer. Yeah, it sounds like they have a really good, healthy relationship. Yeah, all um, right. I right. just lost respect for Adam West, but that's okay. <laughs> what? All right. Well, if he's going to shit talk Nick. That's true. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was, he, he, he took it a little too far. Yeah. Right there. Yeah, yeah. That was uncalled for. All right. Nope. I thought it was kind of interesting that uh, Adam uh-huh. West uh, reprised his role in, uh, they did an animated movie that was a continuation of the original 60s series. Okay. And how was that? Should I watch it? I, I, you won't. I've never seen it. It's on H. Okay. It's on HBO Max. If you want to check it out, it's not like you actually will. Okay. Listen to worse. Cool. That's true. Uh, you never know, though. I checked out that one superhero show you told me to. No, I'm. I'm pretty sure you haven't watched anything that we've asked you to watch. And if you do, it's the first episode, and then you okay, just Steve, get bored. Which one do you check? Next out? question comes from. I don't even know what it's called, Steve. What was it called? <laughs> The superhero. Uh, yeah, which one? I've recommended numerous superhero shows. The Netflix, the, the Netflix one. Guardians of, I've recommended numerous ones uh-huh. on Netflix. It was either probably Guardians of Justice. That one. That one. Yeah, I watched that the one. first one. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. I've also been asking you to finish Invincible. Yes, um, I, I do Crooks, want to. Um, Invincible's so good. Uh, the Hollow, I think, would also be good for you to watch, actually, with your kids. I think your kids would also enjoy The Hollow. But, okay, you know, I fun. haven't even heard of that. The Boys. Sounds like Mahalo. I know, because you don't listen I haven't I seen The Hollow. I don't even know what that is. What did Steve It's say? fantastic. Actually, both Hollow, Kipo, uh-huh. um, and there's another uh, Glitch Text. All of those are very kid-friendly, but uh-huh. also very uh, nerdy kind of shows okay. that I think would be very entertaining for you yeah. and for your children. All right. Because they are all, like, young Y7-rated movies, or shows, I'm sorry, and yeah. uh, very, very entertaining. Okay, Sensei Steve. I'll look them up. Yeah. I am oh, interested. and also Troll Hunters. Well, Troll Hunters is too scary for my kids. They tried. It's too scary. Well, then you need to yep. train them better. Luke H41 asked if only three of your films could be preserved for posterity, which three would you choose? Yes, you may bring up Nick Cage's filmography if that would help you. But I need an answer. So do we each list off three movies? Yeah, there are three movies that Nick Cage answers with. Even Las Vegas. Yeah. Okay. Even Las Vegas has got to be one. All right. Time to Kill is not one. I'll just throw that out there. <laughs> Neither is Deadfall. Uh, no, no Deadfall. We have no, covered. We have covered two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Cotton Club's probably not one of them either. What's that? All right. All right. Okay. You said we've covered two of them. So for yes. for the first one in the podcast. Which season of the podcast? The first one, well, I mean, you've already said, you already got Leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. 
Snake Eyes. The other one is from this previous season. From season two. No, this is season three right now, right? Currently, yes. Yes, so it's from this this one. I say Face Off, Leaving Las Vegas, and Snake Eyes. I guess uh, I should probably be more specific and say it's not necessarily one from that same era. But we've covered it. So, Leaving Las Vegas, Mm -hmm. um, The Rock. Okay. And Mandy. Okay. Sean? He already answered. Did you not listen to him when he talked? Okay. His answers. Leaving Las Vegas, Pig, and Bringing Out the Dead. Pig. Yeah. He he has a lot of high praise for Pig because, Uh, well, uh, a lot of of people in the comments do. Yeah. And we did as well. Yeah. If you go back and listen to our Pig review. Oh, um, bringing out the dead. We haven't watched that yet, have we? No. I just thought that was Bring a line it. from uh, from Monty Python. Yeah, that's probably uh, what interested him in the project. But it turns out that this was one of his most popular movies, at least on Reddit. Hmm. So, before this podcast, uh, you know, dissipates into the ether like most podcasts, I think we should watch that one. All right, um, no pity points for you. Let's just move on. So far, Sean is leading with one point. Okay, this one comes from I don't know very much. This question he asked, or she. Ethan Hawke said that you're the first actor since Marlon Brando to do something new with the art of acting. Any thoughts on that? What do you think his thoughts are on his own his own acting? Or, or what he's he's brought to the entire art of acting. I mean, this is kind of a question, right? This is like a narcissistic kind of question. Mar- Marlon Brando, is that the ones that did the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Final Fantasy rap? What, Steve? Oh, I'm, I'm, never, I'm sorry, that's Dwayne and Brando. My bad. This is, this is one guy, and yeah. he's kind of a well-known guy. Marlon. Yeah, old Marlon Brando. My dad used to catch Marlon. What, what did he ask again? Sorry, I was I was uh, fixated on my. He said, jab. "Well, Ethan Hawke said you're the first actor since Marlon Brando to do something new with the art of acting. Any thoughts on that?" I feel I feel like first he would praise Marlon Brando, talk about how uh-huh. Ethan Hawke is a is a good friend of his and. Uh-huh. Uh, kind of, kind of laugh, laugh at that, and yeah. say something along the lines of that. You know, he really tries to take every role uh-huh. seriously and bring a certain energy to every okay. performance. All right. Okay, Steve. Any response? You don't have to have one if you don't. You don't you, have one. Do you not want me to have a response? Is that what you're saying? No, I, I do, but only if you're passionate. Only if you're really passionate about it. That's why we do anything. So, I mean, I agree with the humility aspect um, where, yeah, of course, he would he would first try to be um, kind and say something nice here. But I, I also feel like um, mm-hmm. one of his biggest inspirations has always been James Dean. Um, 
So I feel like uh, mm -hmm. that might be part of his uh, response as well. Um, but ultimately, that his goal well, is never to to do anything but just to deliver a performance for his fans. He's a very humble actor. Steve, you actually answered another question, and I'm going to give you the point for that by mentioning James Dean. Sean, since you you mentioned the humility part of this answer first, I'm also going to give you the point for this one. Okay? And now I'm going to read the response. Nick Cage replied, It's very kind of Ethan to say so. As you may well know, I've worked with Ethan in Lord of War and have always been spellbound by his talent. I think many of the choices I've made have been inspired by film stars from the silent era, as well as cultural expression of performance like Kabuki and some of the Golden Age actors like Cagney. So I don't know how to say I've done something new because those elements are always on my mind. Any thoughts on that? He's more articulate than I am. <laughs> yeah, he has some pretty articulate answers. Check out check out so. uh, Ethan Hawke and and uh, Moon Knight on Disney Plus. There you go. Okay, is this is the, an interesting is one. Bad actors, you know this. He's the villain. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Now I've got a place. All right. All right, here's a pretty cool question from Fred Howell. Who is a director you would like to work with? Who do you think he said? I know this one, too. We've talked about this. Who, who would Nick Cage name drop? I know we've talked about this. I know we've He's talked about this. We've, we've brought this up previously. Yeah. It was, a, it was a trivia on mm -hmm. one, of the, one of the previous episodes, even. I think. Yeah, probably. Christopher Nolan. Okay, Steve? Do you know any directors? <laughs> Not really. I was I was going to say Steven Spielberg because he's the only one I actually know off the top of my head. <laughs> but I know that that's not the answer. Or he'd be like Stan right. Stanley Kubrick M. or Night something. M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. That one, I'll, I'll, man, I like that response. But uh, actually, Sean got it. He said, I would love to work with Christopher Nolan. He also said, I would love to work with Ari Aster. Oh, yeah. And I would love to work with Robert Eggers. Spike Lee, too. I would love to see him in an Ari Aster movie. I know, man. I, so I wouldn't, sad. because that would mean I'd have to actually watch another one. <laughs> what did that other guy do? Uh, Robert Eggers? Yeah. Yeah, he did The Witch, he did The Lighthouse, he's got The Northman coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I heard The Northman was really good. I am pumped for that one. Super pumped. The Northman? The Northman? Oh, Northman. Steve? Northman. I thought you said Norse. Like. It's about a bunch of Vikings in the North fighting the Confederates. Wouldn't that be Norse? Isn't that Norse? No, <laughs> no seriously. N-O-R-S-E. Isn't, what's... Isn't that Vikings too? Norse? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. I think. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. probably the Japanese title. Norse. Okay. I, 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 I swear I've seen like Norsemen or something. Maybe I was just talking to somebody at work yeah. about it. It looks like a sick Skyrim movie. It does. It does. So, Sean, that looks like you're at three points. Steve, I'm giving you one for a uh, question. One pity, you point. One pity point. One pity point. Jesus one pity Christ. point. 
All right. Jagged, Jagged Onomatomania asked, what's your, f- this is one for you, Steve. They asked him, what's, uh-huh. What? Um, what's going on? Not right now, oh. buddy. Can you He's me? colluding. Yeah. Hey, can you, can you friend, give me huh? the answers about Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage? Yeah, do you know anything about Nicolas Cage? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah? What's, his, what's his favorite movie? Super Wings? Yeah. Okay, thank you. All right, now go find your mom. Uh, I'd like to submit my answer. Nicolas Cage's favorite movie is Super Wings. Yeah. Super Wings. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen that one mentioned anywhere. That wasn't uh, in the Reddit. I am going to ask you, though. That wasn't in the Reddit. Dang. That wasn't in the Reddit. But the next question is, they asked him, what's your favorite pasta shape? Dicks. <laughs> Did you say dicks? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he lives in Japan. Totally. Works. He has a Japanese wife. Uh-huh. He should totally be okay with that. Uh huh. He probably is, but he wouldn't admit that online. No, he's actually Italian too, so he has a, he has a real answer, mm-hmm. and you are probably the only one that actually would get the right answer. Actually, yeah, and I wouldn't, because I have the answer here, and I I would never have guessed this. Do you have a guess, Sean? What kind of pasta Nick Cage prefers? Uh, he he's got to say like. Like soba noodles or, <laughs> or like bow, bow tie. Okay, so he responds, I once went to an Italian restaurant in San Francisco about 25 years ago with Charlie Sheen because they had square tube pasta. And he was very interested in trying square tube pasta. And we did, and we loved it so much, we went back the next day to try it again. I don't know if I've ever eaten square tube pasta. Steve? Isn't that, just, isn't that called ravioli? <laughs> I'm I'm kind of picturing like a a square rotini. Uh huh. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still stuck on that's just ravioli. Okay. All right. Next question. Destroying the order asked, "Would you do a face-off two? What do you think he said? Absolutely. But uh, it's already in the works. I've already told you this. Okay, Sean. Is he even is he involved in the the new one? I don't know. I can't know you have everything. All of the answers. I feel. I feel like he probably would say that if they had a good script for it, then he might be interested. But he doesn't okay. want to. Doesn't want to tarnish the. I see. I see. That legacy. was a very safe answer, Sean. But Steve said absolutely, which uh, was on the mark because Nick Cage just said yes. So, <laughs> Steve, Steve gets the point. We got Steve with two points and Sean with three. That's all I really care about because I'm starting to feel pretty embarrassed being a Cage podcast and we're pretty much failing at the answers here. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, this next question is about Pig. Speaker Boxed asked Pig was an absolutely incredible film. What drew you to that project, and why do you think that it struck a chord with so many people? Now, I know that the answer, obviously, is going to be a little more detailed, right? A little more... I actually have an idea on this one. Okay. Um, I think that he was drawn to the movie because of the, the, the polarizing differences here, right? The, uh, the obscurity okay. of being... Um, 
a movie that's centered around a pig, but also introduces so many like unique culinary elements, but yeah. also so much diversity when it comes to people and the way that they interact and what's important to them and just the, the overall good aspects of life. Mm-hmm. All right. I like that. Sean? I feel like he probably emphasized all... I also think he he emphasized the culinary aspects of the movie, mm-hmm. but also the dramatic range um, mm-hmm. of the character that he was able to bring to the role. Yeah, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. I'm not going to give any points for this one, um, but basically his answer is the pandemic and then the way that the character um, expresses or, or is dealing with grief and isolation. He said, um, he said, I was interested in returning to a more quiet, naturalistic style of film performance, having done a series of more operatic performance styles, which makes me laugh because I think, oh, you mean like like uh, Mandy and the, what the Five Nights at Freddy's one and yeah. jiu-jitsu <laughs> Did you operatic know they- performance. Did you know that they sold the soundtrack for uh, Wally's Wonderland on cassette uh-huh. tape? No, but that's that's pretty cool. I dig that. Yeah. He says, the movie feels rather like a folk song to me. We're talking about Pig. Or a poem. And the character of Rob was contending with tremendous grief and self-imposed isolation. And I think we as a group of people experiencing a pandemic in 2020... 21, we're probably also having similar feelings of loss and isolation, and it communicated to a nerve we were all experiencing. It's one of my favorite movies, and it's probably my best work. Wow. That's Old pretty words. cool to read that from Nick Cage, his own opinion on on his performance. I wonder if if he just feels that way because it's one of his more recent movies. I'm curious sure. to see what his thoughts on it will be over time. Yeah. If it'll hold That's up. That's fair. I still say retrospectively, I mean, it was, it was definitely a good movie. I don't remember what my initial responses were right when we watched it, but uh, definitely I remember mm. it being more um, enjoyable than some of the other films I've seen. Yeah. Not, not necessarily Nick Cage's, just in general. Watching Encanto a lot lately. Um, I would definitely rather watch Pig. Yeah. Should have got the Oscar nom. Uh, actually, I don't like this next question, so I'm sorry. I'm taking it out. Oh. The Bella Donga asked, Would you ever return to playing Ghost Rider if Marvel asked you to? How do you think he responded to that? Only if I get to be a part of the Avengers. Okay. I feel like he he said yes, or he would be open to playing another hero for Marvel as well. Yeah. He he just said, I would really need to see what they had in mind before answering that. So That's, that's kind of a cop-out answer. We didn't get a, a clear, yeah. we didn't get a clear answer yeah, on that one. What I said was better. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is coming. We got a chance. There you go. This is the one I gave to Steve. I'm just going to just read it. Cool guy. And actually, the the, uh, Redditor was Cool Guy Steve 21 asked, Who is your favorite character in all of literature and film? 
And Steve already answered this. He said, that is so hard to answer. I will say that James Dean's performance, James Dean's performance as Cal in East of Eden is largely the reason I became a film actor. His role in that is one of my favorite characters in cinema. But then we can go all the way to Rasputin or we can go to Dmitry Karamazov. Uh, Dmitry is one of my favorite characters in literature. I love him so much because he's so happy and he has no money. He's just living it up. He spent all his money trying to get the girl. I did the same thing once. Uh, I was very Dmitry in high school. The most beautiful girl in high school who was a grade older than me invited me to the prom, but I had no money. My grandmother gave each of us a little bond. My older brother bought a car. My second oldest brother bought some stereo equipment. And I splashed out on a chauffeur-driven limousine, a tuxedo, and a four-course meal at uh, Le Dome on Sunset Boulevard. The car was the car was too grand, the stereo was too grand, and my prom night was too grand. And man, that was money well spent. That's Dmitry Karamazov. Karamazov. So he's saying what an he, answer. Uh, he he got it in. <laughs> I mean, I definitely wouldn't uh-huh. have gotten that level. I might have still gotten James Dean, what? but Nick Cage is such a romantic. Yeah, I, I know. I, I often forget that. I often forget that, even though his movies tend to be very abstract and crazy, that he himself is a very passionate, very. Uh, classical kind of kind of person so that's what actually makes this very challenging because him as a person often contradicts who he is as an actor uh-huh. that, yeah and, and I would argue that's probably the case with many actors probably probably Holy but I feel moly. like I feel like Nick's tends to be more extreme in some ways well yeah because he, <laughs> he, he, he tends to uh, accept um, extreme roles. Well, but I mean, I also think he tends to be much more of an extreme person as an individual compared to many actors as well. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he he's had some extreme life moments. Exactly. Right? Yeah, as we know. Yeah. Holy moly! One, two, three, four says, "Hello, good man. What are your favorite non-work-related hobbies? What do you think? What are Nick Cage's non-work-related hobbies? Comics." Okay, comics. It's it's kind of a generic answer. Yeah, I mean, I I, I feel like he's uh, he's very simplistic in that same sense. I mean, he's he's uh, I, he's he's a nerd. He likes comic books. He likes video games. He likes. Um, he's all he's honestly had a big fan. He's he's always had a big interest in Japanese culture. So I would say maybe uh-huh. um, more of the realm of like anime, old samurai yeah. movies. Um, okay. That kind of stuff. God, I wish. No, the answer is probably something yeah. dumb. Like that's um, what I'm saying. It's 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 very general. Long walks on the beach. Um, okay. Close. Women. <laughs> he says it's a good question albeit a difficult question because everything i do ultimately informs my work but if i had to make a list i would say reading watching cinema and exercise yeah well wow. yeah uh... yeah i mean we we all know the truth right we all know and anime video games hentai I'm pretty sure that Nick is actually, if I had to guess what his favorite hentai trope was, I would say uh-huh. it's probably tentacle rape. 
he he likes the the brother sister stuff. My God, is that is that one of the questions? Is that no, on no, you, it wasn't. You, okay. you guys are way off. I'm can gonna start. I'm gonna start taking points away <laughs> from you guys. Okay, <laughs> EFS120 asks. Is there a performance of yours you feel gets misunderstood by fans who turn it into a meme or gag? I will tell you he does not directly answer the question. He instead explores another part of it. Can you repeat the question? Yeah, he says, is there a performance of yours you feel gets misunderstood by fans who turn it into a meme or gag? I mean, he doesn't really answer it, so... I'll just I'll just uh, read this one to you. He says, well, let's talk about the difference between meme and the word gag. My understanding is that meme represents a symbol of a pop cultural movement of sorts. A gag is somewhere in the realm of a diss. And I don't look at anything anymore as a diss. I see it more as a recognition of some sort of expression. Which is, I, I really like that answer because that's what I want to tell people that listen to this podcast who come in um, sometimes not really appreciating what they perceive as us dissing Nicolas Cage. I, I also don't see it as a diss. You know, I feel like we are honoring him by being critical of uh, his performances or, or some of his roles, right? But we love it. We love it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think it takes a, a strong, a strong, humble person to be able to take on a lot of the obscure roles and things yeah. that he does. I mean, you, you would never see a lot of like big name actors pick up some of like just the the crazy obscure things that he mm-hmm. does. But not only does he do it, but he brings he brings a hundred percent to it. You know, I've seen plenty of like movies that are not like top dollar movies where these, yeah. where, but they've gotten top dollar actors to do them, right. and you can tell that they don't put their heart into it. But yeah, but. Regardless of how ridiculous the character is, Nick always puts all of his energy into it. I think yeah, that's, exactly. Uh, do I get a point for that? Like, just... um, no points for that, but <laughs> I I may have to you know throw that soundbite in somewhere else because that was just a, a great answer. Yeah, I yeah. Bet, w- I, what I love about oh, go ahead, Sean. I bet he's proud of every single performance that he's done. Honestly, I mean, he just seems like that type of person. He. Mm-hmm. You know, he clearly loves what he does, and I think, you know, yeah. while he could come off as arrogant in some ways, I, I think he he do, he is humble about you know what right. he does so, deep down. I, and I agree with right. you, Sean. I think, and yeah, because I think that's, and I think that it takes a certain type of person to be proud of everything that you do. You know, to to be able to bring that energy to even the most obscure roles. That's that's you're, you're absolutely right. He is proud yeah. of everything that he's done because. He knows that everything he's done has been the best that he could bring to it, and and uh, man, I think if more people actually yeah. followed his uh, ethics of how to bring yourself forward, that uh, the world would be a better place. I just want to retain, retain at very least, That's I want to so retain beautiful. my right as the number one Nick Cage fan. So, man. <laughs> even if I lose this this competition, wow, here. wow, I I think you deserve it. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, it, and all of this leads me into this next question. It's it's a pretty deep one. Um, asked by Ancap Mike asks Ancap? Nicholas Cage Ancap A N C A P Mike. Yeah, he asks, "Do you like bees?" <laughs> and Nicholas Cage answered it. 
Yeah. Um, so perhaps the answer was not these. That's nope. That's not the answer. All right, Sean. I I I bet he took a completely serious uh, answer to this and talked uh-huh. about how. Uh, bees are such amazing creatures and the way that they're able to communicate and uh, thrive in the um, yeah. value of the world. Sean, you get the point. Do. You no. get the point. Yeah. So, do you like bees? Nick Cage says, yes. I would have to say they're my favorite insect. They make us honey. Bees and then the firefly and ants are interesting. Bumblebees are quite adorable. Don't get me started on the praying mantis. I told David Cronenberg once that the praying mantis was the most ferocious of the insects, and he said no, and I said what is? And he said the dragonfly larvae. And he said that the beast in the alien movies was designed after the dragonfly larvae because it shoots its teeth out when it attacks. I'd be really happy if the next question was, do you like jazz? (laughs) (laughs) There were some questions, obviously, that that went unanswered, a few that I found funny, but I didn't take note of them because I don't want to give these uh, Redditors any more credit than uh, they deserve here. You know what I mean? If Nick Cage decided not to answer your question... I hope you get downvoted for that. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm not... If anyone wants to know Reese's, uh, Reese's Reddit account user so that you can just go and download all of uh-huh. his posts and fuck up his karma, please yeah. private message me and I'll send it to you. Yeah. That's great. There goes Steve again, ruining my life. That's what I do best. Doxed by Steve. Um, PM your inner thigh asked Nicolas Cage. I have, I have two... Regarding the movie, Willy's Wonderland, I don't know why they used the word movie. They should have said uh, film or moving motion picture masterpiece. Did you or the director decide that you would not say a single word in the whole movie? And two, every time you went to, quote, recharge, grab a can from the six pack, was it secretly filled with alcohol or anything like that? So, yeah. I actually know the answer to this one because I did the research oh, on okay. this one for the movie. Um, Nick was actually excited about doing a movie where he didn't have any lines. Yeah. That was one of the main reasons that he took this role. Uh-huh. Uh, because he, because of his interest in the old uh, silent movies, actually. Uh-huh. Um, so, I don't know if this was actually his answer, but this was his answer yeah. originally. Uh, but that's why he took the role in this, was because of his interest in old silent movies, and he wanted uh-huh. to be able to do a voiceless role, because uh, I, I think it was also some some level of pride there that he wanted to prove that he could, uh-huh. he could do that without uh, speaking. Um, okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Sean, any response? I bet he he said uh, that it was already something that was in the script originally because it was loosely based on the game with a silent protagonist, but... um, Oh. Oh. And I bet he answered, uh, no, they were not filled with alcohol. Steve gets the point. I want to hear the response, though. Steve, you get the point. 
Yep, Nick Cage, he said, The dialogue for my character in Willy's Wonderland was very sparse, so I decided with Kevin, the director, to go full Harpo Marx and take all the dialogue out because I thought that would be a fun acting challenge to see how much I could communicate without words and only with movement and facial expressions. I'm very happy with the results of Willy's Wonderland. It was a good experiment. The can question is an interesting one, and I hesitate to answer it for you because your relationship with the movie is far more important than my relationship with the movie, and so you as the audience member can imagine and surmise whatever you want to be in that can. That is a far better answer and reason for the can than anything I could tell you. I want your opinion as to what was in the can because that was the right opinion. Wow. What a guy. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is a great answer. That's a great response. Yeah. Okay, so where we, we got where, where we, we at? at? We got we got Sean. We got Sean with four points, and we got Cage Fighter Steve with three. I got a chance. That's what I'm tracking. Okay, Fly in X asked, "Lord of War is one of my favorite examples of quote. There's a lot more to this in cinema." Do you feel like this movie impacted your career significantly? Which, Sean, I know you haven't watched Lord of War yet, right? I have not. Yeah, Steve and I have seen it many years ago. So it may not, you may not be able to answer I don't know this. that I'm any, I don't know that I'm any better suited to answer this, though, to be honest with you. I was excited when I heard Lord of War because I, I so I will admit for me personally, mm-hmm. uh, Lord of War is one of my used to be jokingly one of my least favorite Nicolas Cage movies because it was one of the few that I felt like uh-huh. he brought a holistic, uh, albeit um, normal kind of, uh, air quotes, normal uh, deliverance to a movie. Instead of taking it and looking at Nick as being the uh, the, the comical B-list actor, I feel like he brought a full-on like action hero star um performance to that movie yeah um so lord of war for me has always been a very interesting uh nicholas cage movie specifically but in, in lieu of this question it's very challenging to yeah answer. for me it felt like it felt like he was kind of bringing back that era of the rock and face off He's kind of bringing that back. But even, even then, I mean, looking at Rock and Face Off, I mean, even looking at them again more recently, I still feel like they were um, they were they were silly in some ways. Whereas whereas Lord of War, I feel like never never really had a silly moment. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think I about like that. It was, but it was serious. Yeah, the it's whole played time. it's played pretty straight. His answer there was no was, cage out. <laughs> No, he says, uh, I think Lord of War is the best movie I made pertaining to a political situation, and I think that it's influenced other movies like Wolf of Wall Street. I think the narrator, I'm sorry, I think the narrative and voiceover work and the portrayal of a reprehensible gunrunner and the light of an attractive, charming personality was ahead of its time. And I would agree with that, with yeah, that answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that's yeah. pretty much in line with my feelings on, on his role, so... That's good. All right. So the next question has to do with the uh, the upcoming epic Nick Cage, talented, massive talent movie. Unbearable weight of massive talent. 
Yeah, Big Nick Talent. Seabass VA11 asks, you and Pedro, Pedro Pascal, who's also in the movie, you and Pedro seemed like you had so much fun making this movie. What is one story you don't mind sharing that you haven't yet about your experience with filming and working with Pedro? You guys aren't going to know this, so I'll just read this one to you as well. Give us a chance. You want to guess? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I think we both right. need at least an opportunity to see what we think okay, his feeling man. was. <laughs> Sean, you can go what first. What story do you think he tells? <laughs> what kind of story? Sean, please, please go ahead. You can go first. I'm, I'm a generous kind of guy. <laughs> I mean, they definitely did coke off each other's erect penises. God. <laughs> yeah, what Sean said. <laughs> Except louder, so that I win. That, okay, okay. Well, with the Mandalorian helmet on, that is a great guess. He actually said, uh, first and foremost, Pedro Pascal is a genuinely nice man. You couldn't ask for a nicer, more pleasant person to work with. Um, Second, he has a very unique sense of humor. It's the kind of sense of humor where I don't know if he's really making a joke or he isn't making a joke. Also, like my kind of humor. Such as comment about the appearance of a cabbage in a cabbage field. And it made me wonder if he was a method actor and was in character and adding a kind of confused dimension to the Javi role, or if he genuinely thought the cabbage was amusing. I'm still confounded by this. I mean, who makes a joke about cabbage except him? It's just not funny. Actually, Avatar. (laughs) Avatar makes jokes about cabbage constantly. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's actually riddled throughout the entire Avatar series. All right, here's a good chance. Here's a good chance for you guys. Also, by the way, I think Sean technically gets the point for that one. Really? He did say something about um, sucking dick or snorting coke or something like that, and it pretty much sounds like that's what Nick did in that combo. Okay, Uh, I'm going to disagree with you, but... Thank you. Okay, that's fine, because I, I like points. Uh, Gika, Gika Gamer asks, what genre of movies do you like best, Nick Cage? What genre of movies? So, man. I mean, I would say, to a degree, he, he appreciates um, the classics, uh-huh. but uh, as far as what he, he genuinely would sit down for... Um, I mean, I think it's a little bit of you know, it's a, it's a little bit of all of them, right? It's uh, he likes he likes the diversity. Um, there's not like a clear cut winner. He just you know he likes something that people really put their hearts into and and really feel passionate about. Okay, yeah, I feel like I feel like he probably would say, you know, maybe fantasy or sci-fi. Mm-hmm. That's crime what I would have too. Yeah. Yeah. He actually said independently spirited dramas. And by independently spirited, I mean the types of stories and characters that studios are too chicken to touch. Mm. That's the most hipster answer he could have given. Do, do I get that one? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was in Mandy, so. How many points do you have, Sean? You were supposed to be the one keeping track. I know. I, I know, thought man. you were legitimately keeping track. Are you not? I know. I you am. A I, terrible, I just got up. Terrible game show host. I know. I knew it was coming. You're like that guy that ran Jeopardy for like a week. Sean has four. Steve has two. Yeah. I had three. One ago. 
<laughs> what the hell? I'm missing one. It was Did three. I then. Point for three. being an asshole. I probably lost the point for being it's an asshole. Three. No, I it's thought three. I thought you subtracted I, one. I just assumed because no, I'm, I'm always no. pissing people off. No, I didn't. <laughs> All right, we got Sean at four points. Steve at three. Hey, Nick, what would be your opening chess move? It's kind of a boring question and a boring answer. Do you just want to? Pawn to d4. <laughs> All right. Uh, he, he he. I bet he. He is the type of person that would start with his knight. Sean gets the point. Knew it. He said, I take the knight and move him forward first. Bold move. Wow. It's also kind of a dumb move. So we got we got Sean now at uh, five and Steve at three. Oh. All right. Mr. You should have watched uh, that Netflix chess yeah, miniseries. Uh, the the one that was based off of Arrow, Queen's Gambit. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> the one about pills. I watched it. I didn't, because yeah. I, every time I saw Queen's Gambit, I just assumed it was going to be the backstory of freaking Arrow. So, so this is actually the last question, fellas. Pills, baby. This, this is the last question, and I'm going to make it worth two points just to give Steve a chance to tie it up and then we can have sudden death which I'm not prepared for uh, here's the question it comes from a Mr. Blaylene and it just reads favorite period in history how do you think Nick Cage responded okay you think renaissance the Italian renaissance yeah 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 okay <laughs> I, I don't know if there's a difference but yeah all right. Well, Sean is technically closer, but it's still incorrect. So no points will be given. The answer is, I would like to think that being in the fifties in the United States would have been a would have been a whole lot of fun with the swing dancing and the introduction of Elvis Presley and the great work of James Dean and Marlon Brando. I would have liked to be around for that, and the music was pretty great. Automotive design was spectacular. That's when the U.S. had the edge on the design. We had Raymond Louis and Harley Earl. I just assumed that, that after knowing an Amos and Andrew, he wasn't a fucking racist anymore. <laughs> well, you thought wrong, I, I guess. Wrong. Yeah, there... I remember when I saw this on Reddit, there was one person who responded that said, Oh, well, I wouldn't have had a very fun time because I'm black. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Which, yeah, you can expect you can expect that kind of reaction when you say the 50s. But I kind of agree, though, that the 50s would be interesting to experience because I, I feel like that's a time that we're never even going to come close to experiencing again. That's true. Too much equality nowadays. Yeah, that's totally what I mean. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> but just with all the innovation and, you know, you could work like a shitty job and afford to have a nice place for yourself and whereas it's the way around nowadays where you could work a nice job and still not afford a nice place you could talk to females at the bar within it wouldn't have to be on tinder or with a third party present yeah which i, I don't know if i told you i Steve, actually Steve refer- is- i actually brought uh-huh. that story up during my my interview for my new job Really? 
they asked me for the most difficult situation, and I oh. tried giving a cop-out answer, and they doubled down on it, and for some yeah. reason, that That's... flew into my head, and I repeated it, and I insta-regretted it well, so hard. if you're going to share but that, do you... I followed through. You did. Do you want to tell the story? So, do Briefly? I want to tell it in the terms of, of what, it, what it really was, or what I said in my job interview? <laughs> um... I don't know. I'm afraid of both, actually. I'm yeah, terrified. Yeah. So I, I used to work as a manager of a print shop. Right? And so we had, we had a department, and basically their job was to print out the artwork and deliver it to the processing teams that were, um, that were outside working on uh, fulfilling the orders, basically. And I had one particular individual that um, he would get really he was he was a really chatty guy he was a great guy it really was uh but he was just really really chatty and uh so i got approached by the uh, by the team out there that um he was being very distracting so me being being yeah. the supervisor the manager of that department my job was to um sit him down and deal with this issue um he was also yeah. a i don't know 60 60s 50s? I, I mean, how old would you say he okay. was? I don't know. 50, 50s, 60s. Uh, yeah, I would age, guess um, late 50s. Uh, black man. Um, and he very instantly uh, yeah. assumed that me, being at the time, God, like an early 20s um, white kid that clearly was just getting my life figured out and barely knew what I was doing, I assumed that I was just doing this because I was a racist. Um, and so his response to me was the, that we need, we, you know, I'm not going to take this crap. I want a third party. Um, you know. He wasn't going to speak to his supervisor without a third party. I remember this exactly. very well. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, God, the reality of the situation, I think he pretty much walked out um, of, the, of the meeting with me, went up to other people, and everybody else just kind of dealt with it. Well, I sat there absolutely mortified that yeah. this is even happening. Right. Um, the story that I told my... <laughs> The story that I told in my job interview, God, I hope nobody listens to this, uh, <laughs> is that... Uh, is that... Um, well, I dealt with... Wow. Yeah. Well, in reality, I was lie. freaking terrified. And uh, I honestly thought that I was going to be um, fired for um, for uh, being racist. Um, and uh, I, I, um, I yeah. still really like him. I, uh, I, I really regret the fact that any of that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how did you tell him that he was talking a little bit too much? What was what was your tone? Do you remember your words exactly? I, I'm always bad with my tone. I mean, you, you know, this. <laughs> you think I was used to a lot. Could... Of, I was used to a lot of my other my other people in the department that I could just be like a lot more uh, free and kind of spend it with. I had a guy in my department that was. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of those pe- people that would be on the TLC show. Um, you know the. Uh, one about people that are over 600 pounds and trying and struggling with life. Um, he, he was uh-huh. one of those guys, and uh, I, I had to yeah. pull him in usually two or three times a year to have conversations about people complaining about uh-huh. the um, aroma that he uh-huh. would spread while walking. 
Um, and I would usually be straight up with him, and I would just say, like, it's that time of year again. He goes, it's my smell, isn't it? I'm like, yes, it is, man. Why don't you just wear an air freshener as a necklace and just call it a day? <laughs> 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 worked with him. Um, he was pretty much on my level. We were straightforward about these things, but obviously uh, those are the kind of things uh-huh. that HR would tell you do yeah. not ever say to a human being because that's a horrible, horrible thing to say. Um, but I guarantee that if he was watching this, he would be like, that's me! Yeah. That's me! He's referencing me! Uh, uh-huh. Yeah. He's probably also a huge uh, Nick Cage fan. I think, he, uh, yeah. And that's uh, why I say, I think there's actually an active chance that he, he could be one of our uh, our viewers. So if he's listening, awesome. like, uh, awesome. dude, I actually think about you pretty often. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, well, guys, um, Sean, Cage Fighter Sean, you've won tonight. And, and I want to let you know that your prize, you have won a collection of 10 free late night cage fight stickers sent directly to your door. Are you excited? You can, you can put these stickers on your laptop, on your, uh, your basement door. Did I just say door with a W? Door? Door. Steve, are you okay? Of, of your oh, okay. vehicle. Oh, okay. Yeah, Steve's a little broken up because he wanted um, some of these stickers. I, I actually think I gave you guys some of the stickers last time I How, saw you. If I was a Nicolas Cage fan, Reese, how could I get some of these stickers if I wanted some? Oh, that's a great question. Cage Fighter Sean, all you would need to do is send us a message on our Facebook page. Just search Late Night Cage Fight. You'll find us. You'll see our awesome art made by uh, artist Gabe Ryerson. And you just hit that uh, message. Messenger. Send us a line. Say, hey, I want a sticker. And and one of us will be like, yeah, where do you live? And then we will send it to you. We will not personally show up at your door. I might. Steve might. Steve might. But yeah, I'm, I'm... you know, no kayfabe for real. I'm I'm happy to send anybody a free sticker or a free set of stickers. And to be honest with you, I should have measured how big these things are. They're a little bigger than I wanted. Uh, I measured them, but I did not use measuring tape. So yeah, they're like if you can put it in terms of tremors, I can tell you they're about a quarter. Yeah, they're they're like a four by six, or are they? They're more square. Maybe like a five by five. I don't even remember. It's been so long. They're, they're just rotting right yeah, now. They're like a, they're like a quarter to a third of a trimmer. So. Yeah. Yeah. But no, they, they do look pretty sharp. And if you want one, just hit us up. You can also email us at uh, late night cage fight at gmail.com. We love reading your emails. The G is not silent. Lots of good stuff. No, the G is not silent in that at all. Ever. So yeah, this is a late night cage fight. This was a lot of fun, guys. I want to get this out quick. Definitely before the unbearable weight of massive talent hits theaters next week. This is a great lead in. You can expect a review from us once that comes out. And we're also working on our next uh, versus episode. That'll come out shortly as well. We watched Con Air and Face Off. We had a blast with that one. That's in the editing phase. And then hopefully we can debut a special guest or guests, plural, for our end of season cage fight. We do want to keep this thing rolling. And then, um, yeah, keep checking us out. Keep watching cage movies and let us know what you'd like to hear from us. You know, we are watching these movies chronologically, but as this podcast kind of, you know, 
I'm, it's not consistently being updated. I might be more open to taking requests and we could watch specific movies if you guys want. But yeah, we, we do also want to do at least one more Cageless by the end of the season. So stay tuned for that as well. Thanks for listening to Late Night Cage Fight. I'm Cage Fighter Reese here with Cage Fighter Sean and Cage Fighter Steve saying uh, thank you and goodbye. Have a good night. <laughs>